Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the extra to my premium, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts, leave a written review, it is much appreciated. Or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LongLivePod. We have a YouTube as well. We have a TikTok that's never been looked at probably by <laughs> either of us at any point ever. But you can find all that stuff on our link tree on those two socials. With that out of the way, Kale, here you go. Optimistic. It's good to be here with you on this, the 50th episode. You said we couldn't do it. Not you, Govinda, the straw man that I'm uh, retaliating against here. You said okay, we couldn't yeah, do yeah. it. And we did it. We're here. We've made it to the half century. You know why? Persistence. <laughs> no, it's just because, I don't know, being the number one Australian PlayStation podcast, mm. it really was up to us to like pave the way for any other Australian PlayStation podcast behind us. Obviously, all of them are behind us, but any of them. And if we were to stop now, we instantly are no longer number one Australian PlayStation podcast. You know what I mean? Govinda, heavy is the brow that bears the crown. We do not take this responsibility lightly. Sometimes we do. I definitely do. (laughs) Most of the time, in fact, actually. Very lightly. You deserve better content and we will not give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) We will not deliver. This is all you've got. From this deathly island that we live on. And there will never be another PlayStation podcast from Australia. We talk a lot of shit. But this is a good show. Like, I listen to, like, several other gaming podcasts. Or I I, I used to. For You know, there's some shit out there. There's some garbage. There'll just be, like, four dudes talking over each other with, like, the sound of gameplay in the background. And you're like, you... And this is people that are, like in the games industry. You're like, what the fuck is this? It's It sounds like shit. It's- yeah, look, if we use this as a bit of a retrospective, we uh, this is why I took quality of audio to be a uh, an important factor when making this podcast. You showed me a podcast a while ago. I was like, oh, we could do something kind of like this a little bit. And I was listening to it and I was like, I actually can't listen to it. It's such poor quality audio mm. that I just, it's it, to me, I'm like, I'm turned off almost immediately. And I know not everyone is like me and you'll suffer through some atrocious stuff in terms of quality, but I can't do it. It was the right call. I remember when we were getting this together to start, like we actually delayed by, it was more than a month just to make sure we had the same gear and that it was higher quality rather than starting out with something and then upgrading later. Like at least it's consistent from episode one. Yeah. 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 We, oh, well, not really. It took me like probably I want to say five to seven maybe eight episodes before i actually nailed down a uh i don't know it's not mastering but like i i put effects or not effects but i put things over this to cut out like hum and buzz and whatever low pass (laughs) filters and all this shit and it took me a little while to find a bunch of filters that worked well i don't think it's perfect but i'm at the point now where i just don't know what i'm doing necessarily and i'm not an audio engineer so it's good enough and it's better than most of the drivel that's out there at the moment the dregs, the fucking detritus. The one thing that we're really lacking that I'm hoping in the near future you'll be able to resolve is we're lacking any real star power. And I'm hoping with your new foray into said gaming industry, uh, you will pull you'll pull some listeners. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for. And if you don't, I'm going to need you to start doing a little bit more around here, bud. It's no pressure at all. But the problem is that 
I try and get people in, but once they see behind the curtain, see that there is nothing there, that there is emptiness, that there is sadness, I just don't know how many will stick around. You know what I mean? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, look, uh, maybe we need to spin this more positive. I don't know if we can, though. <laughs> 50 episodes down, let's say at least two more to go, because if we don't hit the year, that'll be disappointing. But I, I guarantee nothing after episode 52, you know what I mean? That could be the series finale. Who even knows at this point? Did you ask how I was? Uh, no, no, I asked how you're going, which is very different. Pretty good, i got to say. I stayed up a little too late, uh, so I'm a little bit... That was a bit of an issue, but I bounced back. I bounce back and things are looking good. Cool story, dude. That's so cool. Wow. This is what people come for. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you want from me. I give you fucking, I'm buying a house. I'm giving you all this big life stuff. And you're like, no, no, but how are you going? What do you want? Yeah, dude. What do you want? Not not what are you doing, it's how are you going. It's like you don't even understand Australia. <laughs> I don't you know understand. There's <laughs> how a... you're going, what are you doing, and then there's how you're going. So, so, so how, how are you going? Yeah, Give me you. an example of how you going. <laughs> Look, let's be honest, today I had a lot of work to do. Tasks were popping in like crazy, and I went to do this and then immediately realized that one of the main databases I need to do any of my work was just not working. And so I essentially have just taken an unintended day off today, oh. uh, which is not good for me, because if it comes back online tomorrow, my day tomorrow and Friday is going to be dirty. Uh, but look, I'm going, I'm going pretty good, just, you know. It's pretty good. Going yeah. pretty good. So there's a music festival at the end of the year called Falls Festival, and they, the lineup for it just got announced. And being 32 years old, in my mind, I was like, I can never do it again. But I saw the lineup, and I was like, oh, I want to, I want to do it again. But I'm old, and I refuse to camp on site. Oh god, that's I, like, yeah, I'm so past the age where I'm gonna go and set up a fucking tent around a bunch oh, of absolutely other people. Not. A- and Absolutely. for anyone that's not in Australia and doesn't understand how hemispheres work, in at the end of our year, it's summer. Yeah, and it's it's like a real summer. It's not like your oh, American yeah, summer where yeah. it's like, and, you know, this is real shit. People die. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not shoot down American summer. I know Arizona gets pretty hot in summer. Texas, California, they're all pretty warm too, dude. The so whole does country the fucking... doesn't, isn't cold all the time. Like, what yeah, are you we, thinking? We have the Simpson Desert. I'll put the Simpson Desert, the center of Australia, against anything that goes on in Arizona any day of the week. Any day of the Look, week. Look, Arizona, sure. But, like, you, what if you go down to, like, Florida? That's that's as close to the equator as we no, are. No, we Maybe are Florida. Closer. Florida is just Queensland. <laughs> We're already doing that. <laughs> we live in that right now. <laughs> yeah, we are upside down America, and that's why we are Florida, because we're where we are. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I'm good, I guess. Uh, oh, no, no, I had, a, I had a point. And the other thing isn't... Remind me, is Falls Festival the one where people go to intentionally spread chlamydia? Is that where that happens or is that... Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More information, please. Uh, What are you talking about? What is Falls Festival? (laughs) It's just a a music festival, dude. They usually do it over New Year's. So what they do with Falls Festival is they run three festivals simultaneously in three different Mm. locations, all with the same lineup. And all going over New Year's. So, New Year's Eve is the Saturday night or the final night, Sunday night. I don't know how the festivals work anymore. Uh, And then, or actually, whatever night it is, I don't know if it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because New Year's isn't always at the same time every year. But somehow they do this, like, logistical nightmare of having bands, like, fly to the other festivals 
So the, all of the lineups are all mixed up. They're not mm. the same lineup timetables, obviously. So every, every venue has a different New Year's act. Uh, and the one that we would be going to would be the Arctic Monkeys for New Year's Eve. What's going to ask? Is this, sick. is this more of a little ping ping festival or is this more of a little uh, fucking chill out how you going festival? No, this is, this is less of a Woodford and more of a Splendor in the grass. So, so I was definitely right when like I said- if if you wanted to do things, maybe you would consider a little disco bicky or something like that to have a little bit of fun. I'm not saying that I would do that, obviously. Of course uh, not. Because that would be illegal and I plead the fifth on that one, even though we don't have the fifth in Australia. I will not persecute myself on this fucking podcast. I would like your to entertainment. Point out that someone from my real life like was like, oh yeah, no, you do a podcast, I'll give that a listen this week. And I went back and listened to last week's and it just opens with us talking about vaping <laughs> for like five <laughs> minutes. And it's happening again. It's, it's, it's happening, happening again. again. I have in my past done drugs. And <laughs> just, no one asked. No one asked. Uh, I cannot guarantee I will not do them again in the future. I cannot guarantee that. But it is, well, as they say, what it is, you know. I would maintain it's a fucking cesspit of venereal disease at the Falls Festival. You could put that on the fucking poster. No, right Falls Festival is actually really great because hypothetically, hypothetically, if you needed to smuggle drugs into a festival, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> not for real, uh, if you go to say like Splendor in the Grass, between the campsite and the festival, there is a security checkpoint. And you've got to get checked every time you go through. And sometimes there's like dogs and police and whatever there. So hypothetically, if you were trying to smuggle drugs in, Falls Festival is a bit nicer because once you get into the campsite, you are in the festival with no more checkpoints. So yeah. hypothetically, you wouldn't have to re-smuggle things in every time you were going in and out of the festival, like alcohol and or drugs that are illicit. Hypothetically, if you were doing that, not saying that I would, obviously. The whole thing just gives me low-grade anxiety, just thinking <laughs> about those people. And then there's COVID. Like, what are you doing? They're like having you know another you, spike uh, down there. You're just going to get COVID again. <laughs> it's, dude, it's, it's fine. No, I feel it's not. I feel like the more you get COVID, the less intense it's going to be every time. So I'm almost like, I'm looking forward to round two for me because I think well, it's going to be uh, less bad than round one. And eventually, this is where the real herd immunity comes in, is that so many people have had COVID like three, four, five times <laughs> <laughs> that no longer does it affect you like it used to because you've actually built up a natural immunity rather than these vaccines that apparently just don't work anymore. I don't know what they're telling me. <laughs> I can just see you in the grimmest scenario, which is front row at the fucking Arctic Monkeys. You've half stoned on skank weed and just some yeah. kind of breathing COVID particles <laughs> Soaking wet because it's like 35 degrees and it's mostly not my sweat because I'm mm. not a sweaty dude, but it's the sweat of everyone around me in said mosh pit. Sounds like I a just, fun time. I just can't, I don't think I can ever look at a mosh pit the same post COVID. <laughs> it's just like nah, a horrific... What you do is you, <laughs> what you do is you just compartmentalize what COVID has done to us for the last two plus years, and pretend for three days that it doesn't exist. You just put in a little box in your brain, and you say goodbye, see you in three days, bye, and then you just head first into disco bickies and a mosh pit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, well that's quite enough of that, I think. Fuck! It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Speaking of games, Kat, what have you been playing this week? Rise of the Third Power, which is a surprise for me, but a happy one, 
as we know, I'm in the malaise. There has been no real new PlayStation game for weeks. And I discovered this. It's just a fun little SNES era throwback. It's a JRPG. I like that. It's every here's the thing. I don't know whether you know this, Kavinda, but everyone wants to compare themselves to Final Fantasy VI and or Chrono Trigger. Yeah, in I was this space. Chrono Trigger. Very is, Chrono Trigger vibes when I saw the screenshots. Yeah, everyone says that's what their game is. This is like one of the few times where I'm like, not only does this deserve to kind of be there, it actually does kind of awesome and smart things that even those games didn't do, like the whole party leveling up at once rather than just individually. It does this other thing where it's like, you know, in those older games, you get like a new weapon, right? You got to swap it in. You got to swap it out. In this, it's just, I think there's like eight upgrades for every person's weapon. It's not like you can go to a shop, buy a weapon, and then immediately find something different. It kind of gets rid of that weird feeling where like... So are there more weapons or is it just you have your weapon and it upgrades? Yeah. The second. The oh, okay. Okay. I don't hate that. I don't hate that because it is interesting. Like even playing Final Fantasy VII Remake where you've got Cloud with his iconic Buster Blade mm. and then like within three hours, there's a better sword. Yeah. And you just never, there's no reason to ever go back. Yeah. And I was like, what the, I want the, I want the Buster Blade. I think it's called the Buster Sword, and you've just I said I think the, it is. I just... Uh, the alliteration funny. rolled off the tongue. And, I, and it's funny, because I said Buster Blade, and then I, I, was, I thought, I was like, I could have said Buster Sword, and I think it's Blade, and I don't want Kale to correct me. But I was in going overthinking, to. in overthinking, I've said it incorrectly. It was more the fact that you made the, declar- the, <laughs> the declaration that it was iconic, and then said the name, the wrong name. Buster is <laughs> icon- iconic, you know what I mean? And it it's is. a blade, and a sword and a blade, I would call them interchangeable. Yeah, all right. All right. You know? Yeah. You know? Like Excalibur un- sword, Excalibur blade. It's it's the same thing. It's Excalibur. It sounds so wrong. Just, I know it, it does because you never, with Excalibur, you never say sword or blade. It's just Excalibur. So from now on, I'm just going to refer to it as with Buster, which seems like a person, but we're, well, anyway, whatever. Fuck. All I'm saying is that it, that would be nice, honestly, for that where you, you have the Buster sword and you don't have to like replace it with something you don't really want to have. And it always was something dumb. You'd get like that fucking butterfly-looking sword. Yeah, and it was honestly, with most Final Fantasies, that's part of the not an issue. That's just one of the things that happens. Like with Final Fantasy X, you've got Brotherhood, and then pretty oh, you can probably ride Brotherhood pretty long into the game, but eventually you'll find a sword that you want that's better. And it'd be cool to just have a where that is the sword, and you just upgrade it with different upgrades. It can give you different things, like you know, like yeah. Know. No, this is this is this is really cool, and like each character has. They're like talents. They sort of have their own little skill tree. It's not wildly in-depth. Like, it's not to the level of a Final Fantasy X, or at least I don't think so. Uh, but it's just nice, and it's well-written. I'm really enjoying it. And you were it. saying it's in, like, an alternate history post-World War One in, like, a, a alternate Germany, and I, then I realized immediately <laughs> that it's called Rise of the Third Power rather yeah. than Rise of the Third Reich. Yeah, exactly. And it took me a little minute. I didn't really do much reading on that, but yeah, it's very much like a post-World War One game where there is this empire and they're rebuilding themselves and everyone's a little bit worried about what they're doing. And like, yeah, it's very political. It's, yeah, it's, it's cool. I highly recommend it. It's actually on sale right now too. Uh, PS Plus sale. Oh yeah, jump in there. Hopefully that's still the case in a day or two when this actually goes live for everyone. Uh, but for me, it was on the it was on the best sale of all for me because I saw Kale download it and then I immediately also downloaded it for free. <laughs> Important to note, I played it for like three hours. It could get awful. I don't know if it like 
I don't know. Yeah, it could take a turn. Yeah, it could do a dying light too, where it starts off being awesome and then eventually it wears its it wears out. You know. Uh, but that's it for me. Again, uh, it's PC gaming. It's very a weird time for me. I feel like I play PC more than I do PlayStation, which is shameful. Deeply it's shameful. It's true, and I'm, there's a part of me that wants to relieve you of the pressure of having to play PlayStation, letting you talk about the games you play on PC. But you but I, I, I don't want to. And <laughs> it's because they may never come to PlayStation, then it feels absolutely irrelevant. And if it was something where like, we fair. know it's coming to PlayStation at some point, then I'd be like, yeah, sure. Oh, is that what you're saying? You're putting that on the record as a new I, rule I might, for me? I might. If you can, if you, if you have a like the publisher or the developer if is it's saying been announced. Hey, it's here and we are going to get it to the other consoles eventually, I'm okay with you talking about it. But specifically PlayStation. So what if it's been announced for Xbox? No, no, it has to be explicitly <laughs> okay, PlayStation. Okay. Or I'll take an ambiguous other consoles, but it has to be a plural because okay, if it's just yep, console, it could go that. to Xbox. You know what I mean? Uh, but speaking of me. PC games, P- I know. I know, <laughs> I know speaking of PC games, I in the lull that we are currently in because it is honestly, uh, it's pretty grim. Very, it's no man's zone right now. Like no man's land. Fuck, yeah. I can't talk, it's all, it's, dude. It's hard. It's all that fucking monster it's energy hard, drink. Dude. You're sucking it down. It is. My brain is going quicker than my mouth or one of the, you know, what's <laughs> oh, <laughs> or the other way. Fuck me. Anyway, speaking of PC games, I went back to Disco Elysium uh, because I was, I don't know, I just, I just did it. It, it. It's got crazy reviews. People love it. I just went I back love to it. it just to see how it was like. And so when I when I got into the game, I realized I was holding a crowbar, a pry bar, I think it's called in the game. That's correct. And next to the body hanging in the tree, there is a bin that is closed. And Did I went you, to pry it open. Can I, can I try and guess what happened? You can. Can I try and guess? Did you sure. pry open the bin, you were sifting through things, and you touched something so disgusting that you died? Is that what happened? No, no, it's not actually. It was more of me being a dum-dum than, than anything that's happened in the game. So, firstly, I had to put a skill in so I could use the pry bar because my physical ability was very low with the character that I created. <laughs> So I, I, I put a skill point in there because I was just talk. I ended up talking to like the the other detective for ages, like him for with some so respect long. On the name, shut up! I, I played it for like a, a two an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was talking to him for so long, and I was like, oh, I found heaps of new shit, whatever. I, and then I got a level, and I had a, a point I could add, and I put it into there. So I was like, oh, now I can open this bin up and see what's in the bin because obviously it'll be it's next to the body. There's gonna be something in there. So I opened the bin and not only was opening the bin a problem because I had an 8% chance of opening that bin successfully and I just kept reloading the save until I opened the bin because I just, I'm a piece of shit like that. That, And it's funny because this game specifically pushes back against that. Like that is not in the spirit of this game. There's so many other options for you. You don't have to get into the bin. I wanted to get into the bin. So (laughs) (laughs) on an 8% roll, I reloaded this game. I want to say 10 times before I successfully rolled it, which I don't know with an 8%. That's good. That's good odds. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, And then I did that. And then I found heaps of stuff. Like there's so much stuff in that bin. I found so many like things. I found my clipboard that had all of my case notes from all of my other cases, right? How fucking sad is that when you, like, start to realise, like... That's the the creeping dread of this game when you realise, like, what a piece of shit your character is and, like, how far he's fallen, like... And you only learn more and more as you go, like... Oh, 
Dude, I was going through every case note that I had. I went through all this stuff. And I was getting like a few levels out of it because I was like doing things, whatever. And I trolled through all of this stuff. And this is probably, I hadn't moved at this point. I stood next to this bin for probably an hour. I'm going to say maybe an hour and a half talking to, to Kim and going through all these case notes. And like, I did knock on a door actually and spoke to a bunch of people on the, because I was just, I was literally buzzing every apartment in this building until yeah. I got someone I could talk to. So I moved within maybe a 10 meter radius for an hour and a half doing all of this stuff. Got a bunch of levels, happy days. And then we went to play another game, maybe some Hell at Loose. Oh and no, Destiny, you left it suspended. And I didn't save my game. And so when I reloaded, I was standing in front of a closed bin next to this body. Oh. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not now, no. And yeah. I'm not doing that again. And I just stopped. And then I was like, damn, I was so I was actually enjoying it. I was yeah, no, that's it. You do only do that once. You learn from that moment. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's that was not real one of those sad games. for me. And then, yeah, that was that. But I, that was actually a little while ago. I just forgot to mention it. And I thought it was a funny anecdote. I'd just uh, like to, to say on up. that, just from your position by the bin, the amount of just hilarious shit that can happen in that space in which you are standing beneath a man who has been hanged. Uh, With those you know, kids at the fence. The fucking shit that can go down with Kuno. I can't remember the girl's name. But like some of this, like, did you did you get the body down? Because no, you no, cannot. I haven't gotten the body down. Yeah, I've had a few times where I've just been totally lucky and I've got it down on the first day and you just, it like kind of changes everything because you really just, once you get the body down, you can learn so much. But yeah. like the well, things- Well, look, even just opening that bin, I learned a lot because like you find the clothes and stuff that it was wearing and like- you get clues it's like somewhere else you can look because that was something that I think maybe one of the reasons I stopped playing is I just didn't I was like where do I go and that's why I felt so compelled to open this <laughs> bin when I was there so I was like I have to because I don't know what else to fucking do right now there's the, uh, I had like anyway. no just just again I had such an incredible interaction with that where like you're trying to get the body down you can do a few different things you can like throw rocks at it you can convince Kim to pull out his revolver and let you try and shoot it down which you can do. I've pulled that off well, as well. I've, I've tried. I, I remember trying that. I just couldn't. Anything I tried was a f- failure. So I just did Well, just my favorite part, though, was I've had it where I've failed. And with your different parts of your mind, like talking to each other. Kuno, the little fucking shit kid, the street kid, he asserts his dominance over you. <laughs> and like the way it manifests, it's like your ego starts beating you down as well because you're like holy shit you are a loser dude (laughs) and there's this whole thing where you need to like oh it's insane you can go to his house and do speed with him as well (laughs) (laughs) shay spoilers dude spoilers anyway i just thought i'd mention it it was actually a couple of weeks ago but i it was worth mentioning because i don't know fun game Uh, it was annoying maybe i'll do it again it's just that it's a great game i want you to try again there's so much great things (laughs) Uh, and then I've dabbled in Final Fantasy VII a little bit more. I'm probably at about five, maybe six hours into it right now. Uh, I, I'm going to reinforce my score one more time just because it feels like a game that they stretched. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of the stuff that you do that feels like they're just stretching it a little bit. And it, yeah. I, I'm only five hours in, but I can just feel that. And anyway, that's fine. I tried... From the start, so starting with hard mode. First of all, you can't use items in hard mode, which is yeah, so rough. It's so, so rough. And it's immediately hard because it expects like, you to have just... You can use them out of combat? No, not at all. Oh, so you just don't use items at all? No items. You need to very carefully manage your MP. I made it to the boss. Like I got through like a, the first few encounters, but again, I'm kind of coming back after not playing this for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that first boss, I, just, I tried it like four times. And I was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah, well, it just, it's one of those things where you really need to make sure you have like 
leveled up materia with like auto med and auto revive and stuff. I have all that because I'm fresh from beating the game. Like everything's yeah. still equipped. It's new game plus. It's but like, do you have like auto auto cure or whatever it is? Like that's yeah. leveled up and stuff because you get like quite a few auto cures out of that. But I can't. Up. I can't stress enough that you have exactly as much MP as you have once you're out. It's gone. And you can't use items. So once... Uh, so then, and yeah, that's hard. That is hard. It's really like, hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. I think I could that, figure that, it out, that out. But I'm not willing to. Yeah, that's a lot of effort to put in to try and figure that out. Part of the reason why I haven't put too much time into Final Fantasy VII Remake is because I've really just slipped right into the rabbit hole of Hell Let Loose. We've been um, playing a lot oh, of this game. I've been playing a lot of Hell Let Loose. And I, I don't know. I love it. I hate it. It's the best, it's the worst. There's so much going on that I don't know. Again, I, I think I said it last episode, but this game oscillates so wildly between being the most tense, fun, like immersive war experience to being just so annoying. wildly frustrating and annoying. And, and it's all just stuff that it's like, this is not a well-made back end of a video game. It's all stuff like can't get into servers, aren't enough players, soft lock, like... It's not really issues with the game. It's more mm, technical. Look, yes. But there are parts of the game that I find just uber frustrating. Yeah. And and a lot of it's probably my fault, like putting outposts down in dumb positions or whatever. But there was that game we were playing on Utah Beach and I died like 23 times and got two, three, three kills or something. And it was just this game where I was constantly just getting shot from behind. And I'm like, but where is the line? Like we're in a war. There has to be like some sort of a defined line but no matter which way I was looking, I was getting shot from my blind side and it was just making me that's, so mad. By the way, that's the content I wish we could package and just fucking send out to the world is Govinda up against it, losing when he thinks he should be winning. <laughs> it's not that I think I should be winning. It's just that I guess part of it is when we just play in our own party chat, I get no comms from anyone else other than yeah. you. And that's not saying that your comms are bad, but it's just less information coming in. Whereas every now and again, if I do play by myself and I end up actually being in the game chat with a little squad and doing things it's actually pretty sick sometimes like yeah you can actually call your medic and be like oh help or you can swap onto proximity chat and be like someone come get me <laughs> i think this is like a, a strangely fundamental difference between us because that weirdly i'm not really an anxious person most of the time but the idea of being in a public chat with a squad of strangers makes me a little uneasy not only that but i'm usually like the squad lead like the commander yeah the yeah squad <laughs> you're like I can't Which is do that. extra pressure. Uh, when we were playing today and we were on the new map, uh, look, should we just, real quick, uh, it'll be in the news. Anyway, don't worry. There was an update. There's a new map. We were playing yeah, in Stalingrad and me and this squad were doing an aggressive push together, but it was actually sick and like people were calling out, like throwing smokes over me and they were calling out enemies and marking stuff and we were doing really well. And I was like, this is fun. And it was yeah, a good time. Um, I just don't have that multiplayer muscle. Like, the, to actually interact with other people. I just want to kind of do my thing. And it's fun when it works. I just don't want them to hear my voice and make fun of it. Well, part of the reason that I was doing it was the last... Well, not the last time. One of the games that we played where, where me and Kale were just in this, our own party chat, not talking in the game chat. Uh, people on my team started killing me because I wasn't doing things the way they wanted me to do things. And that was real frustrating. That was an annoying situation. And yeah, we were in our own chat, so we didn't even know. But I could see the little uh, speech bubble going off. So they were clearly talking mad shit about the both of us. Uh, it was probably mainly me because I was the commander and I should have been dropping outposts so they could spawn and stuff. But I was just doing my own thing and I was probably, yeah, I don't know, just living my best life, dude. Uh, so then I headshot 
the dude who killed me from across the map. <laughs> I actually still have that clip somewhere. I should find it. <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. It's uh, quality, quality content. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me. I haven't really played anything else. So I haven't played that much this week, honestly. It's a lull. Well, if you haven't played anything and I haven't really played anything, maybe we should talk about some quickfire news. Govinda, do you think the quality of PlayStation's first-party exclusives would deteriorate if they launched on PS Plus day and date? Yes or no? It, de- <laughs> it-, <laughs> it depends. Well, uh, look, fascinating, I- because Sony CFO says that they would. So, I think I did this number crunch a little while ago, and I don't know how much it was, but based on how many PlayStation Plus subscribers there are, and if, uh, I don't know, it's hard to know how many people are going to get this new service, but if you add the $5 a month or $4 a month for the next tier, they're making a lot of money, dude. They're making a lot of money. Yeah. But then, but then when you compare that to how much money they would be making from just releasing The Last of Us Part 3 at full price on launch day, yeah, they're going to be losing a lot of money on that. Well, specifically, uh, Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki is talking about the quality, like as in, you know... Well, the, the, the whole mentality is that if you don't make enough money from a game, then you can't invest as much money into the game. Mm. And that's where the quality loss will come from. Is that like, well, we can't treat them the same if we're not being able to put that amount of money into them again. So you really need a game like Uncharted or The Last of Us to sell like it sells at full price. Because I feel like they, more than a lot of other games, are the ones that sell at full price a lot. Like a lot of their sales come early on at full price. So I look at... If the chief financial officer says it, it must be true. I think there's also the thought that trying to keep up with that, you know, monthly timeline, trying to have new fresh things would, there might be a bit of an urge to like rush to try and get games. Like if you, you can't have six months where you don't have good games coming to this service. So you're trying to like rush things up. I guess. I don't think that's as much of a problem because you don't need it to be a first party game every six months. Like you just need good games every six months. It's just an interesting parallel with what's happening to Netflix right now, where they are just hemorrhaging money because they put everything back into content to try and have new content more and more. See, and that's, I think that's the argument with this deterioration of content, I guess. Yeah. So, like, if you try to just keep up like that, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You try and keep up and eventually you saturate your own market with subpar content rather than really focusing in and making really good games for it. So, yeah, I can see that. It's I'm glad they've realized this now before we dive into all this crazy new world. Like, we want our exclusives. We want them when they come and I'll pay full price for them. I don't have any problem with that. Govinda, Sony has instituted a lexicon for nubs and children alike. It's a list of terms, common enough gamer terms that heroes like you and I would have no issue understanding. But for those less powerful, those less inclined, you can too can learn what FPS means. So would you wager that you know all of the terms on this, Kale? Every single one? I would wager that I know every single term, and in fact some that aren't even on this list. Do you think you have what it takes to get the goat? Me I being think the I, I think I do. I think you'll probably get most of them, right? I'm, I'm, I've got four here that I've, I've chosen, not at random, very, very purposefully. And I think, because honestly, you will know almost all of them. 
This is very real, listeners. I have. I am not looking at the list. Gavinda is. I don't know if you know one in particular. I feel very confident that you will not get, and we'll have to kind of do like a uh, a forum to decide if your description is close enough to the actual description to give you that. You know what I mean? Ease me in. Give me a little a little dainty number. All right. So the first one I've chosen, and we're starting at the bottom here because. Now like Drake here. said, started from the bottom, <laughs> now we're here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think we're going to get copyright tracks for that, actually. I'll, I'll bleep it out. It was too close. <laughs> no, I think you can do 15 seconds of a song before it's a problem. Okay, fair use. It's a hot, hot tip, hot tip. Zoning. Zoning. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that when... That's a multiplayer thing. Is that like when you are... In my mind, it's like spawn camping. It's like you're zoning. You're like swarming a, a zone. More. Is it? Is that vaguely right? So, firstly, from now on, we're going to set this rule. Actually, even now, we're going to enforce the rule. You can't use the word zone or zoning in its God description. Damn it. <laughs> is it like when you've <laughs> penetrated the uh, the opposing team's area? You have swarmed it. Let's say. Or you have courted it. Is that more what it is? It's like where you're pushing into a uh, area. I think I'm close. I think I'm close. I th- you're pretty close, and I think I'd probably give this one to you. The description on the lexicon is a play strategy that involves controlling a specific area of a map or arena, forcing opponents to retreat. Fuck yeah, I'm the king. So I think you you got there. You got there in the end. It was definitely some. I was flailing. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm sweaty. <laughs> I was really adrift for a minute. <laughs> uh, this one, I'm fairly certain you'll get this one. But I thought I'd throw it in there because it's a bit of a weird one. I don't think a lot of people would know what it is. But it is T pose. T pose is a common glitch. Uh, it is. I believe it's something that developers use just for ease of use. It's like a T. It's like a human being standing, like the Vitruvian Man. And it's a common glitch for the character model to return to the T pose. That's not to be confused correct. with T pain. T pain is different. That's a different thing. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, I had it wrong. I I had it down here <laughs> as T pain. T pain, like the pose, the pose that T pain makes when he yeah. raps. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. The other one we've got here is O H K. Is that one hit kill? Correct. Ding, ding, ding. That was Fuck a quick yeah, one. I I'm... wasn't sure if you'd get the acronym, but it, it was a. It was relatively easy. Now, here is what I will call the crux. The crux. And for the record, I said I was the king before. Now I feel like a god. Let's see if I can become a god king with this one. Uh, firstly, you may be at king status. You're certainly not at god status. And let's see if you can get there with this one. Integrated I.O. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue too, which is so rough. Integrated. Is that um, integrated interface options? That is incorrect, Kale. Oh, no. I thought I had it for a second there. (laughs) That is a tough one. I knew you'd get this one wrong, mainly because it's a technical term about like hardware design. That's horseshit. Uh, That's not in the fair spirit of this competition it is dude you said you knew every fucking thing on this list and this is on the list and i saw it i didn't read the list i knew (laughs) that sounds like i know i know i know you didn't read the list and i'm just saying you said you did and this is on the list and it's fair play io stands for input output Mm. right 
Integrated I.O. is a computer hardware design approach in which the data storage solution, such as your SSD, is integrated directly to the main processing board, allowing for rapid transfer of data storage into RAM. Just speeds up load times, etc. That's some real nerd so, shit. Give me another one. Give me a good one to go out on. I gotta go out no, feeling like no okay. way, dude. You right lost, now, I'm dude. Low. You lost. We are gonna move. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I want the I want the acronym. I want the actual term for this. Uh, GDDR. <laughs> I don't know. This is like a multiplayer thing. Oh, this is dude. like a. How could you not figure out that I did a hardware one just then and I knew that another hardware one had stumped you again? So God damn you might it. know GDDR from your RAM. GDDR5, 4, 3. You've ruined me. This is not in the fair spirit. I call, it is, though, and I like winning. Uh, I call the, An acronym for Graphics Double Data Rate. GDDR is a special type of RAM used in this dedicated gaming hardware specialized for rendering 3D graphics. See also GPU. Mm, no, no, I don't like so, any of this at all. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that you got me to do another one because it meant, made you look even worse. Uh, shall we move right along, Kale? Uh, please do, Govinda. Would uh, you be? Sh- I'm not going to. You're you're going to. <laughs> Fuck. That was a pregnant pause. <laughs> yeah, you're you're flailing. You're feeling bad now, aren't you? A little hot under the collar, huh, Kale? I feel good, Govinda, because the rumors are circling already. A possible PS showcase in the first week of June. That is but three short weeks away. Interesting. Uh, I did see something where people posted that, uh, what was it? Horizon Forbidden West, they did theirs on May 27th. And then there was also like a Last of Us 2 one that was on May 27th. And that May 27th was a popular date for these events. So look, I'm hoping there's another one on May 27th, but hey, I can wait another week for the first week of June if need be, but you need to give me some content. I need to fucking see games that I can play this year, okay? What is this, this a year, fucking man? Xbox? You're going to delay all my shit out of this year? Yeah, what, what are you going to do? You're going to just you're gonna kick it all out for next year and be like, well, no, obviously, honestly, how crazy is gaming Twitter going to be if all of the games for this year get pushed into next year. It's an upsetting time. I'm flailing too because I've got nothing to play. I don't know what's happening. I, this has uh, never there happened was before. Something else that we don't have in on the docket that I'm just kind of pulling off the off the skull. Uh, I did see something that it is going to be the Final Fantasy anniversary coming up soon. So expect oh. maybe some Final Fantasy 16 news to pop up and potentially any like. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two stuff potentially might be coming out around there as well. That's exciting. I, I have no dates for you. I'm not looking at anything on my computer. I'm just pulling this straight off the dome because I'm that fucking good. Should be noted that uh, this comes from a rumor uh, kind of circulated by Jeff Grubb. Jeff Grubb is obviously, we talk about him a lot here. Everyone does. He's fairly reliable, but I will say, like, he's not, it's not always the case. Uh, so it's very interesting how we all just perpetually share these stories and agree that he's reliable. We do agree that he is reliable, Govinda. I've just found out it's the 35th anniversary for Final Fantasy. Oh, thank you. Uh, Jeff you Grubb listening to me. No, no it was. Jeff Grubb is not reliable at all, except sometimes. So that's it's, in it, it is kind itself, of that. not reliable. It's like when he's correct, he's very reliable. But what happened with the fucking Square Enix acquisition? <laughs> that rumor was like percolating for a little while. And that never happened. Oh, I did see murmurs that maybe the uh, FTC thing with with Bungie might delay them announcing new acquisitions. But also, 
it could be a showcase thing to do as well if they have a showcase coming up. Uh, the one thing I'll note for the Final Fantasy thing is I thought it was a little bit sooner than this, but the anniversary is on the 18th of December, and that'll be the 30th oh. <laughs> anniversary. So that's quite a while away, and hopefully we hear about Final Fantasy 16 before that. So <laughs> it's going to come out this year, dude. That would be crazy. It's fucking seven months away. I thought you, I thought we were talking about, like, we're going to find out next week or something. I, I was hoping. I Honestly, I... I'm as shocked as you are. I guess I'm not <laughs> that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, look. This one, you seem upset about this. I don't really understand, but Fall Guys is coming to PS5. It's going to be free for all. Why do you care? Well, I just thought it was funny. Like, rip anyone that paid for it. It's like Rocket League. Like, rip anyone that paid for Rocket League. Yeah, okay. And okay. free to play. Like, that's brutal. I get the spin. Fall Guys it's- is pretty fun. I was telling you, like, I reviewed this game when it launched. I was, like, playing it in a early access thing. I didn't really expect it to Keep hang going. around yeah. this long. I think it's I think it's the uh, accessibility of the game being super easy. Yeah, like two buttons. Yeah, I just sure I, haven't, can play it. I haven't thought about this game in like a year. <laughs> but I guess it just has been kegging along. Mainly because like I'm more likely to win like a Warzone Battle Royale or a Fortnite Battle Royale than I am to win Fall Guys. And that really frustrates me as someone who's played games for the last like 20 plus years. Like it doesn't make any sense to me that this game feels unwinnable to me. The one that gets me is like I was I just got a bunch of trophies. There's like a bunch that are really easy to get. But for the Platinum, I think you need to like win, come first in these 60 fucking free for all matches. You need to come first five times in a row. In a row? In a row. That's impossible. And, like, the random nature of that is so insane. Like, you might just have someone fall over in front of you and you lose. (laughs) Imagine if you're on a four-string. That's what I mean. I've I've gotten to the last two uh, many times and I just somehow botch it and something bad happens to me and it's just, like... The platformer below me falls out, but not them, and that just feels like a bad luck, and it's not me being bad. Anyway, I'm just... So that is a... Flashing back, having some warm memories. (laughs) I'd actually like to go check that completion percentage, but... uh... Look, quickly, quickly, speaking of bad trophies that are seemingly impossible to get, uh, I think going back to the Stanley Parable, there's apparently a trophy you have to play an entire Tuesday. I've seen that. Yeah, I saw that. What a weird one. That one apparently no one has gotten. It's because, very like, how do you, you can't really fake that. The only way I could imagine is that you turn it on and you make sure your PlayStation never turns off and you just leave it on all Tuesday. You could do that where you, like, sort of rubber band your stick so you're just walking around in a circle in the corner or something. I don't something. even know if you have to... I guess you could rubber band it, but that just feels like I'm cooking my PlayStation for no reason. Like, if you, you have to play it for like 24 hours straight. There must be more to it because I, I imagine someone would have gotten it if it was simply a matter of just keeping the game on for like and moving that's that's exactly it and i think it's the one trophy that there's zero percent on interesting Uh, so yeah anyway another one move on (laughs) this one's a real quick one it doesn't really matter for anyone unless you care about it because i've already got my sleek sexy black beast over here but there is new dual sense wireless controller and playstation 5 panel colors coming next month we have a nova Mm. pink a starlight blue and a galactic purple joining this Galaxy-inspired color offering. So according to some teardowns, these new DualSense controllers have more powerful springs. So, like, the issue with the uh, back triggers snapping seems to have been resolved. But Mm -hmm. the black controllers that you and I have are not a part of that redesign. It's just these new ones. Yeah, surely there will be. It'll be like a new skew of these controllers. And as 
new ones are getting made, all the black and the white ones and the red ones are going to have the same sort of quote-unquote upgrade. But hey, my, my, it was never my triggers that were the problem. It's the, it was my stick, my, my stick drifting that was the problem. And I don't think they're going to fix that other than sending it to PlayStation for, a week for, for them just to replace it. When I'm like, can you just replace it? Thanks. We alluded to it earlier, but Hell Let Loose has received a new patch, at least on the PS5 version. And it's quite meaty, Govinda. Girthy. Meaty, baby. Even. New maps, new weapons, new vehicles, and a whole new country. It's We're everyone's favourite country. <laughs> Do you want to join the Russian army? Because you can in this video game. Uh, they've added uh, two new maps in Stalingrad and Kursk. Uh, and they've also upgraded Saint-Marie-Dumont, if you're French. Or Saint-Marie-Dumont, if you're not <laughs> French. <laughs> if you are uh, not. To a, <laughs> to a V2. What, they, what the changes are in that map, I actually have no idea. And they've added um, different, I guess scenarios for other maps so you have a u.s offensive on foy a german offensive on hill 400 a german offensive in the rain on purple heart lane and a german offensive in Carantan. bunch of new weapons obviously a lot of them are for soviets uh there's also a new vehicle which is pretty chill the half track for all for like the soviets u.s and germany which seems mm. like a spawn point if you've ever played i don't know I'm, I'm falling down the rabbit hole i'm talking a lot of shit about this game it's very spawn just... points and tactics and stuff this is where my mind goes when you say that kind of thing. It's it's very interesting that you can tell when these battles are set depending on who is on the offensive. Because it was only really the first half of the war where the Germans were on the offensive. And if they're yeah. defending, it's going to be like 1942 onwards. It's the downhill. That's down true. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. And you can see like the US offensive on Foy is probably towards the end because obviously the US weren't in the war in the yeah. beginning and stuff. Yeah, okay, fair enough, huh? Fucking history, sh- guys. It's crazy. Take that shade, Americans. Govinda's saying Australia was in that war from day fucking dot. Well, not day dot, but you know what I mean. Early. <laughs> I, <laughs> Much I earlier. Didn't, I didn't mention Australia at all, dude. I didn't, I'm just saying the subtext, there, dude. I was it's reading. Just a real, it's just a real I was thing. reading the Japan subtext. really screwed up the war for Germany, didn't they? <sighs> Germany screwed up the war for Germany, Govinda. Well, they did. Why'd they, why'd they attack the Eastern Front? What a silly move. It was they essentially a silly had, move. They, they essentially had an ally in Russia until they decided to fucking... No, no, they officially had an ally in Russia. <laughs> they they that, stabbed okay, them true. in the back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they officially had an ally and they still decided to split their army in two and fight on the Eastern Front in a, aggressively home ground advantage for Russia. This is um, um one lucky yeah. listener's opportunity to take this all out of context and just, it's us opining how the Germans lost the war. <laughs> That's what this sounds like. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. no. Nothing like that, obviously. Hitler was a bad person, but crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, crazy like, how close dude. they were to winning if they didn't make a silly mistake. There's so many. There's, it's so fascinating if you really go down the rabbit hole of like how yeah. things could have been different. Uh, great. <laughs> if you're interested at all in World War II, great Netflix documentary, World War II in Colour. Really, uh, really good. It is good. It is really good. It goes through very like day by day. Oh, not day by day, but like very sequentially what's happening, where they've got a map overview where you can kind of see where everyone's going. It's 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 very good. It's a bit dry if you're not into it, but the fact that it's in color makes it way more appealing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. So on that note, Govinda, it's time for some throat clearing. We <coughs> discussed amongst ourselves that it's unfortunate we live in this time and place where everything is a fucking major issue all the time. 
we have to talk about the Jim Ryan abortion situation. And I know this makes you hesitant, Govinda. I know this makes you clench. I know this no, makes... No, no, no. Not hesitant. It's not hesitant. It's just putting in the news we care about felt wild <laughs> being that it's... I d- I'm... I'm what Look, are you going to say? You know what I mean? How long this. are we going to talk are, about it? We aren't serious enough people to talk about such serious things. Obviously, I won't speak for you. I'm I'm for abortion. <laughs> let's just put, let's just put it on the table. Hey, baby, there. look, I am f- look. The thing about this, right? So let's quickly. Jim Ryan yeah, sorry, sent an email the to lead. the entire company saying to respect everyone's opinion. I don't know if it, was, it did it specify the abortion topic. I wasn't sure about that. Well, that's an interesting th- subtext to this story that I don't know if a lot of people are talking about. So this this is, comes via Jason Schreier of Bloomberg. He obtained uh, parts. He either obtained parts of emails or he's only releasing part of it. And I, I'm very interested as to why we didn't get the whole email. It makes me wonder yeah. if this is really as bad as it's being made out to be. Or if it was taken out of context a little bit. That's what I think. But look, either way, Sony staff are pissed. Insomniac especially, who have written a 60-page <laughs> uh, list of concerns, essentially. I think there's new news dropping even now that more studios are upset and that this is... It's a really bad own goal, I think. I think Jim Ryan has failed to read the temperature of basically everyone, yeah, let alone his true. own company. Oh, sorry, here it was. So uh, Bungie is saying that they they won't be silenced because there is also some rumors going around that Sony doesn't want its studios to be speaking out about this. Do you have any excerpts of this email? Because it, go- it apparently goes on to random things where he talks about his cat's birthday and his He does dog. talk about that. And no, yeah, he, he kind of like dreams about what it would be like to have a dog. It's very it's very weird. It's a rambling... P- Pushquare seems to say the email seen by journalist Jason Schreier as if he's got the entire email, whether that's he, accurate or not. He seems to have it, but that's not what was published on Bloomberg. Yeah. For whatever reason, it could be any reason. It's just it's. I'd like to see all of it. <laughs> uh, so the email, multifaceted. Sorry, sorry. Again, we yeah we got yeah. I was gonna say, can you get in there? Get in there. Yeah, we, we got, got we got sidetracked. So what he was essentially saying is he respects all opinions on the subject, and he was, which is kind of a middle of the ground approach. Which unfortunately, on this subject, for context, we'll just read what is presented here. So. The email, seen by journalist Jason Schreier, but not republished in its entirety online, said that the company is, quote, multifaceted and diverse, holding many different points of view, end quote, and that we, quote, owe it to each other and to PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities, end quote. It continues... Respect is not equal agreement, but it is fundamental to who we are as a company and as a valued global brand. Uh, so, look, it's I, it's hard because I, I wonder... Obviously, there's conservative people that work at Sony. And you don't want to piss them off, but you're also pissing off the more liberal ones by doing this. It's like you cannot win. Uh, it's- I like the bit uh, where it says, uh, Ryan then went on to, quote, share something lighthearted to help inspire everyone to be mindful of having balance, end quote, including a story about his pet cat's birthday and his, his desire to one day own a dog. What, like, where, how did that email get to that? It's so bizarre. Now, the one thing I'm going to say about this is if this email was sent two months ago, just out of the blue, it wouldn't have raised any eyebrows. 
Yeah. But the timing of this email is where people are going to get upset. Because I think the idea of like, hey, respect everyone's opinion, everyone can have their own opinion, that in and of itself without any context is a good thing. Yeah. But as soon as you put like <laughs> heavy politically charged context into it, yeah, that's where people start pushing back. This is like just weirdly another one. I fucking hate to be this guy, but this makes me so glad to live in Australia. That's That's what this makes me. Like this is... It's crazy that this has happened in America. It's very difficult for this to happen in Australia. We've had this shit locked down for like decades at this point. Yeah. It's it's not in danger. This can't happen that easily. It's I think where I where I fall on this spectrum is like, look, I'm all pro-choice, baby. Let's do what you want to do with your body. That's awesome. <laughs> but I don't like I don't necessarily begrudge anyone for having a different opinion than me. Where I draw the line is like you shouldn't have any say over what I do with my life. Like, you can do whatever you want with your life, and that's awesome. <laughs> I do love but, this, because it is, like, it's quite a deep... Unless it affects it someone else, right? That's where that line like, is drawn. Like, why does what I do affect you in any way? That's kind of my mentality with things. Uh, and so, look, if you want to be pro-life, that's your choice, and you can do whatever you want. Same way, like, if you want to believe in God and religion, that's your choice, and you can do that. But don't change what I do because of what you believe. Consider this, then. This is the argument that people would level at that. You and I own homes. We live next door to each other. You're trying to sell your house. It's a nice house. And yet, I sit on my front porch and inject heroin into my arms all day. I'm doing what I want, and you're doing what you want. But what I'm doing (laughs) is affecting your ability to do what you want to do. (laughs) But that's not what this would be, right? It's not. This is a different thing. Sorry, that was not meant to be an equivalent or something. <laughs> Just as an example, no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I get what you're saying, right? And I know that my blanket statement has there's probably nuances that doesn't always work in, but like I think specifically when it comes to like I'm gonna pierce my ear and get tattoos because I want to do it, mm. and in no way will that affect you. But that's again, the thing. very reductive, but because <laughs> there is that weird perception. You're like again in the house scenario. Well, now you've got this tattooed, pierced person hanging around the house. Does that raise or lower property values? <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like at that point, you have no control, right? That's like, right. Yeah. Shooting that's... shooting up heroin. That's one thing. And I would maybe at least talk to you and be like, "Can you please shoot up inside <laughs> your home? Like, please. I'm begging. I'm begging you. And this is all I can do is ask you. Like, can you maybe not do it here? But again, it's your property. And at the end of the day, if you want to shoot up heroin on your front porch, you can do it. And that's that is what it is. And you're making the right decision to probably move at that point. But hey, anyway, what a tone deaf email to send. At a very bad time. And I, there's part of me, I, I've always said Jim Ryan's a dog. I've been saying it for a long time. He's a dog. Not the good uh, kind of dog. No, he's, like he's a not. Dog. And it's, I feel like PlayStation or Sony kind of already feels that people don't like him that much. And that's why Herman Hulse seems to be kind of on the forefront of, yeah. of PlayStation, like the, the face of PlayStation almost. So here's me hoping that maybe, just maybe, this could spell the end of the dog. Well, it is uh, interesting, though, because isn't Herman Hulse, like, the head of the first party now? Maybe that's why he's <laughs> more visible. <laughs> well, probably, but also I think he's just, like, a he's probably in favour more because he's been within PlayStation for so long at Gorilla before he became what he is today. He's certainly... He's more sympathetic as a creative. We've talked about yeah. this before. Jim Ryan is a suit. Herman Hulse is a creative. Exactly he made an incredible right. He comes video from the creative side and he made great games for us. So, yeah. look, if I saw Herman Hulse take over... As CEO, I wouldn't be disappointed. Just saying. Just saying. He said it. Jim Ryan's a dog. 
Uh, let's just gingerly back away from that segment. In less politically charged news, Govinda, images of a new Silent Hill game have leaked onto the internet via a insider who goes by Dusk Golem. Now, we know these are real and that this is a fucking thing because within hours, all the images were taken down as part of a copyright strike. Konami moved swiftly and did the one thing they could do to confirm this outside of confirming it, which was take legal action against anyone sharing them. Is pull them down immediately. The quicker they're pulled, the more likely it's all real. Uh, Yeah, Dusk Golem actually, he goes by Aesthetic Gamer one on Twitter in case you want a good fucking follow right there. Uh, He had his account locked, presumably because of pressure or... copyright strike or whatever. Yeah. So this is... And, you know, I don't know that you are a Silent Hill fan. To be fair, they're too scary for me. But this is interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever played Silent Hill? Like, I've never played a Silent Hill game. I've just seen the first movie and I just know about Pyramid Head and that's all I know. The first... I don't even know if this is cool amongst the community, but I think that the movie is awesome. I love that movie. <laughs> I liked it, but it was just kind of almost too scary for me because I was young at the time when it came out and Pyramid Head I've, was very terrifying. I've dabbled a little bit. I know a little bit about the series. I've played two and my older brother of all people, and you know that he is not the most hardcore gamer. I watched him play through all of three just on PS2. Nor is he the most like horror. No, like, it was a very a weird ki- situation, but it's... Horror. It's a fucking terrifying video game. I would go so far as to say they're some of the scariest games I've ever played. They do just crazy shit. Is there something about... I don't know. Maybe it's just getting older as well. But When we played Resident Evil 8 that we played... Uh, Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, okay. When we played that, like, it was scary until I got desensitized after about, like, four hours or so. And I'm wondering if this will be similar. Where I'm just like, oh, this is hella scary. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's all right. It's a game. There was almost something like because of the time and place these games came out with, it was almost scarier because they controlled like shit. And it was like hard <laughs> to do anything. Like yeah. it was very stressful. Similar to how Resident Evil used to be. Is like, I guess it kind of almost still is sometimes. At least the third person ones where when you shoot, you can't move. Yeah, it's like you stop and it's the tank controls. The classic yeah, yeah. tank controls. But this is just interesting because this has been percolating for so long, even like back with the, you know, Kojima being involved, rumors and... Yeah. So it seems like we're on the the precipice of some kind of official announcement, but who knows when that will be. who knows when, but when we know, you'll know at least on the Friday that we know, you know? And I had to include this one just to round it out. Govinda... Starfield and Redfall have been delayed and we are not going to be dicks about it. Do you think that's possible or is it already creeping into my voice a little bit? It is creeping into your voice. It, like is. it feels like you want to be a dick about it. Uh, look, I, uh, Redfall does not appeal to me at all. I'm going to be real clear about it because it's done by Arcane and the games just don't do it for me. Deathloop was the closest I've I was gonna ever say, been. I was like, I thought you liked that game. <laughs> I did. I did like Deathloop. That's what I mean. It's the closest I've ever been to be enjoying it. But like uh, moving away from Deathloop, I don't think about Deathloop. And I never finished it. Mm. And Dishonor just doesn't do it for me. And I don't know what it is. I just, I really, I think we spoke about it a while ago when Deathloop came out. But I just can't, I can't tell you why I don't vibe with these games. Starfield, on the other hand, it will probably be pretty sick. And I'm pretty sad about that one still. So the uh, thing... Yeah, the thing for me is, like, I loved Prey, 
that's about the only arcane game I really took to. So I don't know. That um, Redfall could be a thing. Weirdly though, I've got nothing for Starfield. I don't care that we're not getting that. I don't. I don't care. I don't care until I see it. Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That is. I it. don't care until I see it. And if I see it and I'm like, this looks so good, then I'll be like, damn, that's a bit disappointing. Honestly, I'm more sad about Obsidian being owned by Microsoft than I am about Bethesda because I think Bethesda was waning in. Oh, for sure. The when you think about it. Like, even, like, 76 was obviously a train wreck at launch, but even Fallout 4, which we yeah. disagree on, that was not a slam dunk when it came. It sold really well, but, like... Oh, of course. It was the Fallout... It was coming off Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3, which were both huge for Bethesda. And before that, it was obviously Skyrim. And, and Skyrim, yeah, ev- of Well, everyone loved that, but, like, basically post-Skyrim, things started to get a little shaky, yeah. let's say. Yeah, so, look, I'm... Again, I... I still think New Vegas is the best Fallout game and it was made by a different developer and they are now owned by Microsoft and they did Outer Worlds as well and I think Obsidian is, at this point, a better developer of those sorts of games than Bethesda is. Yeah, it's times are changing. It's we'll not see, though. We'll 2010 see. anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Like Starfield might be on a whole new engine, a whole new level. I would like to hope that they're going to keep it like new gen, like current gen, I guess you call it now, but like... If, if they come out and say it's going to be out on Xbox One X or whatever the fucking last one was called. God, the names are so dumb for Xbox. <laughs> I stand uh, by that. If it if it's coming out on that as well, like that's I'd be disappointed as an Xbox player for sure. Well, that's kind of what we're dancing around. And I don't want to be a dick even though I am, but fucking hell, it's looking grim for Xbox right now. It's not much better for us, to it's be It's not clear. much better for us. It, I still think that we'll get either Final Fantasy 16 or God of War this year, if not both. I think yeah. that's still a possibility and that'll be pretty chill. And God of War, all we need is God of War for it to be worth it. I, I saw Twitter is absolute scum. Like that whole Well, that's why I included this. Brutal. This has kicked off a particularly virulent console war, or at least another bout of it. Like, it is disgusting right now. It's, it's honestly, I can't even look at a Twitter feed and be like, oh, this is just everyone chill. Like, fuck. And I... It's grim now, sure, don't get me wrong. And people are like, it's just disappointing that Xbox couldn't have something. managed this to a point where there's something coming out this year. Yeah. They're like, even PlayStation has has delays for sure, but they never don't release anything in the calendar year. And that's what I guess we should have said, is this means that Xbox's first party will not put out anything for the rest of the year. This is just... As far as we know... Yeah. is the key, as far as we know. and there's Nothing is announced and Nothing's slated. announced to come out this year and slated for this year that we know of, but that could change. Like, you don't know. They might have something up their sleeve. Uh, but I think it is... I think this news came at a very specific time because they had just said... They had just kind of, like, quote-unquote, won the first quarter of the year in terms of console sales. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. And they were riding that wave, and they're like, cool, we've, we've got the win, and now we can just slide this in and just take a bit of an L on that one. And then I think they hit the brick wall that was the fucking Activision Blizzard sort of halt. Like, yeah. that investigation kind of put That's a bit of a dampener on things, and this doesn't the m- help. The more I think about that acquisition, the more I just, I'm perplexed by the choice. Like, what a did they know about all this crazy shit going on when they first looked at buying them? Like, maybe not, but I don't know why they're... It's the a weird company is- to be buying right now, because they look bad. Because the, there was that also thing that wasn't in the news, but how they have like their diversity charts for all their characters and all their oh games. Oh my and god! Stuff like I can't that. believe I forgot to put that in. That was so outrageous. <laughs> it was, yeah, I was dude, raving like, to my wife about that. 
<laughs> Look, we, we're running out of time this week, but yeah. maybe we can talk about it next week if we remember. But that was like... It's so uh, offensive. It's- it like, doesn't look good for Microsoft to be buying this company, honestly. Yeah, it's like they're trying to be the good guys, but it's so offensive <laughs> what it like, is. I feel like Microsoft's always been known for their like culture of like that, you know, and they're just going to be like, oh, but we're also going to bring in the worst culture in gaming in yeah, the gaming the frat industry boys. right now, and like maybe we can change it. I don't know. Like, fuck, it looks bad. <laughs> anyway, let's move off from the console that we don't have and into the news we care about. <laughs> Sony has finally lifted the lid on its upcoming PS Plus Plus service, trademark Long Live Play Podcast, giving us thirsty ponies a look behind the curtain. Revealed was just a sample of the games customers willing to pay a premium can look forward to. The premium tier will offer PS1, PS2 and PSP titles, and Sony has revealed how these older titles will be enhanced on PS4 and 5. Selected titles will have features like save states, a rewind functionality, and even improved frame rates and resolutions. PS Plus Extra and Premium Tier subscriptions will have their game list updated on a monthly basis, sometime during the middle of each month. The number of games coming and going will also vary month to month. No word on trophy support for older titles as yet, although it is possible this could change. Trophies were introduced a year into the PS3 life cycle, so who knows? Give it a few months, Govinda. Settle down. Settle down. It's important to note that, again, as Australians, we don't get PlayStation 3 games in this, so I've omitted <laughs> them from the list. But the list is, again, it's not everything, but it's a pretty big list. Uh, and I think important things to note on this list, there's like, what, like 150 games announced of a apparently 700 if you have the top tier yeah. PlayStation Plus. It's Plus. so interesting <laughs> to me, though, and I don't mean to start negative, but this is who I am, is that I look at this list and, yes, it's large, yes, it's... It's it's vast. But my problem is that all the ones that... And this is a me problem. I own all the ones I want. And the rest are the same ones that end up in every fucking PlayStation Store sale. And they're already, like, well, so reduced. <laughs> uh, they do, for sure. But also, like, there's notable games in there. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 is in there. And obviously, like, a lot of people already own this. But I can imagine if you sold a PS4 and got a PS5, you had the digital... You had, like, the, mm. the disc version and... There is a thing I actually took out of the news because time was of the essence and it was only a rumor, but there is a rumor that Red Dead Redemption 2 will get a PS5 and Xbox Series X patch at some point in the future. Mm. So if you've just gotten a PS5, like uh, that might be pretty chill. Now, I've highlighted a few games here that interest me, and not that I want to play them, but it's, I find it interesting that some of the biggest hitters on PS5 in terms of first-party games are there, obviously, except Horizon Forbidden West, which is the most recent. Oh, actually, Ratchet & Clank also is missing from there, as far as I can tell. But we've got Demon's Souls, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Returnal are all part of the deal there, which is pretty chill. It is. But honestly, yeah, I'm kind of with you. There's, there's not a lot on here that I care to play that I don't already own, but that's an uh, us problem. And again, I guess we can't look at it like that. But for me, I don't need this right now. They're more likely oh, to get sure. me with, I don't know. Oh, I mean, like the game trial thing for the premium tier. But even that is only for select games. Who knows what that's going to be? Oh, no, no, no. They said any game that's over, uh, it was meant to be over 35 US dollars has to have one. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, no, no, no. The the demos on the premium tier is any game that is over thirty five US dollars is required to have a two hour demo. That, as far as I'm aware, Sony is going to make for for the game. Uh, 
I also understand it's not specifically going to be the first, the start of the game. You may get a chunk at like a vertical slice somewhere else in the game for two hours. It's, you know what the difference is going to be? Because that sounds like Steam and I had a fantastic experience. Very much not Steam. Well, And that's the thing. I was like, my experience returning a game on Steam was so seamless, so flawless. It took a few hours. That's fair. But I do not believe that PlayStation can implement such a system where I just go, please give me my money. And they go... Here it is. I, I don't think the, they no, can no, do they that. They can, they can, but they won't. Now, the big difference, obviously, is with Steam, you have to buy the game before. It's not a trial. It's not a demo. You're buying the game and getting a refund. So it is That's different true. in that sense. And then in theory, it's just they're just a bonus for you getting the PS, PS1, PS2, PSP, if you're in America, PS3 games. It's just a bonus on top of that. I would have loved to have seen the demos be included in both of the top tiers and it can yeah. be extra and the premium. That felt better to me. Uh, but there's really not a lot here that I care for. If anything, I was like, I saw Worms Armageddon, one of the uh, PS1, <laughs> PSP games. And I was like, that is like the Worms. That's the ultimate Worms game. And that's always good fun. Um, I think and I'm like... I've, I've always been interested mm. in Dark Cloud. And that is available too. I've tried Dark Cloud. You have this highlighted here. It is sort of the Nino Kuni precursor. It's level five, the same studio that did that. Well, it's I put that there beloved. because I put that there because on the list it said Japan Studio as the developer of Dark Cloud, but I know Level Five made Dark Cloud, but I realized these are remasters, so maybe Japan Studio uh, did the remastering. Yeah, and Level Five originally made the games. For me, like, and again, I own it, but I think you might actually be interested in Rogue Galaxy, which is like put up there as like any top ten JRPG lists, right alongside uh, yep. Final Fantasy Ten for PS2. It was like. Incredible. Yeah. It's a really good game. And I also saw, uh, where is it? Uh, Wild Arms 3, which uh, interests me as well. It won't. Is that the I bad one, though? I don't know. I just wanted to jump into one, and I played that, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> For some reason, I think that Wild Arms 3 was just not the one to get, but it is what it is. Uh, so, look, honestly, the list right now isn't something that's going to make me upgrade, but if you are not someone who buys a lot of games and doesn't want to spend a lot on games, an extra $4 a month or something for this list is pretty good, especially if you haven't played a good chunk of them. I, I still feel like the value is there for people that don't play like we play. Yeah, I just, this, I just can't get past it. There's just nothing for me here. Like, I'd rather spend the money and take a chance on a game than pay month after month for services I'm not going to use. Like, I'd rather just fuck up and buy a game. That yeah, I again, I'm taking us out of this, though. Like, yeah, that's for it. You, it's for just... me, I don't care really about this list. Again, I've played everything that I want to play. The PS1 and the PS2 games I have on here aren't that compelling to me right now. Uh, no. like, I don't know what the driller is, but I don't really care about it. <laughs> uh, Jumping Flash sounds pretty average, as does IQ Intelligent Cube. But hey, again, if if it's something where you're like, I don't want to buy a game anymore and I just want to pay an extra $40 a year and have hundreds of games, I that's this is what this is for, right? Imagine you're a parent and it's like, that's what's appealing. It's like you can buy a PS5, they're expensive. You buy one subscription, but your kid has 700 games that they can play. Yeah, And you were going to do a subscription anyway. So it's like a little bit more, but not much. And you get demos and like, I don't know, I just think, there's definitely a market for it. And for some reason, I feel like online, there is this like slant that this is a bad offering. Yeah, I don't get that. This is like, a wild People feel offering. disappointed by it. And I'm like, no, I think at the end of the day, you, sure, you're not getting day and date first party exclusives, but they'll get here eventually for sure, as we can already see. But it's also and like, you know, you can still buy them day and date. You know oh, how you've course. always done it? Like, you know how <laughs> you've always done it before? Like, you can still do that. <laughs> 
For sure, but it's also like, I don't know, again, like, I always use Sean because he's the best example of it, but like, he does not buy games new day and date ever. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter that. to him that he, <laughs> that he doesn't get games day and date, but now he's got access to these ridiculous games for a fraction, like, again, I think it's like $4 a month more that he would pay, maybe not even, like $3 a month he'd pay more to get all of these PS4 games and PS5 games, essentially, for free. I'm Not very jealous of that experience. Like, imagine him just, like, firing this up. I don't know if he's played it or not, but you just have Bioshock Remastered. You're just like, oh, what's this weird game? <laughs> I, I've tried to get him to play Bioshock, and he didn't. Mm. He he's he he has a very unique flavor of games that he likes. What was that one game? not the big AAA games that we would play. He listens to this, and he's going to hate this. But what was that one game that he just fucking played forever? And the, uh, he had the man, and he would get the armor. And you'd get hit and you'd lose the armor and he would just play it forever. And it was like... Maximo? Yes. <laughs> that one. Is that the one? Get the armor, yes. lose the armor. Is that what it is? Is that a thing? Was that... I'm badly remembering Maximo from... was a game where there was no saves, I don't think. And you literally just had to start from the beginning and just cop it. There was also the one that was Guardian's Crusade on PlayStation 1, which is actually a really great RPG. I'm Maybe that's what I'm think- thinking about. You I don't, don't lose the armor. Guardian's Crusade is where you... You're just this knight trying to take this random little creature back to a tower where it potentially belongs, where its parent mum is, but you got to do all this stuff. <laughs> the thing that I'll never forget about that game is that all of the enemies are in the overworld. So it's not random battles. You see them, but they look like little sperms. Oh, okay. Tadpoles to some, but I would call them little sperms. Uh, and then on the, the mind, yeah. The color of their eyes dictates the difficulty of the enemy. So like blue is easy. They'll usually run away from you. Green is like a standard enemy and red is like a... You're, in for a rough time and then you have these little living toys honestly guys crusade it's a great i love that i love that we've just waffled down this memory lane but again i just don't know where he found these games because i don't know Uh, where they came we found them when we were young and we would go to like his local video store to rent games and guardians crusade was there i think Uh, but i played it myself it's a great game honestly you get these little like it's almost like a pokemon vibe too because you get these living toys that you can use in battle that have different abilities and stuff honestly i stand by it and if i reckon if we can see in a ps1 psp games if guardians crusade pops up i can guarantee you sure will get this service. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's a lot. I think he owns right it on there. disc, actually, but I still think he will get this service for that specifically. Ah, <sighs> oh, Jesus. Hollow Knight. What are you talking about? That's such a good game. Yeah, but again, it's a PS Vita game. I, for me, same with Dead Cells. Like, mm. It just feels better on a either on a Switch or on a Vita. That's a handheld game to me. Same with oh. Celeste. But anyway, Cal, we have been here for too long and I have places to be. I've got to go back to work at some point, so fuck me. Sucks to be you. I think I'm going to go see if I have Hollow Knight on PS4 <laughs> maybe download <laughs> that shit. Uh, yeah, you suck. Anyway, this has been episode 50 of Long Live Play. I've been me, Cal's been him. Maybe get this PlayStation Plus Plus if you like. If you don't, then don't. Shut up. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah, we uh, do, do whatever you want, man. You want to email us, you can email us. <laughs> longliveplaypodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. See whatever fucking follow your heart, man. Settle down, Jim Ryan. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I accept Kale's differences. You know what I mean? Thank you. It takes... It's not as different... No, no. Key differentiators. I don't accept your difference of opinion, though. That's <laughs> I will never accept that. I accept that we're different people, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, okay. But, you but just your want... opinion's... Always wrong, and I'm always right, and I will enforce that upon you. Still waiting for your glorious plans for our 52nd episode, Govinda. You my glorious promise. plans? You keep saying you my the podcast. Good people. You keep you not my. The good- <laughs> you keep saying "quote unquote" my podcast in reference to your podcast. So 
I think that means it's on you to come up with the 52 episode special. Let me think about it. Okay. Daddy's got you. No one get their hopes up. <laughs> it may just be a regular episode. <laughs> I absolutely hold the right to just pretend like this never happened and just do a normal episode. Just as if nothing had ever happened. We are going to pretend that it's not... I'm going to work skipping it. It's going to go straight to 53. <laughs> just episode 53. <laughs> that would be fun. That's the ultimate special is that it doesn't exist. Anyway, I'm going to go. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye.